Gabe. Yes. How do we pick movies? Uh, randomly. We we randomly select them. So we're not always going to get clean content. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I, I I agree. We might find some things that um you know might be disagreeable to some listeners. Yeah, and what's the important thing about a podcast? I just think that everyone can listen and enjoy it. Exactly. So, what are we gonna do in this episode? We might talk about some adult themes. Maybe some adult language might be mentioned in reference to the film. We might quote some words. Yeah, we might quote some... You don't find savory. Some big people words. <laughs> some big people words. So if you have little people with you, you just might want to be aware that <laughs> there might be some big people words mentioned. Little people as in children. Yes. We want their little baby ears to be protected. <laughs> yeah. We want everyone to be able to enjoy our show and listen to it, and sometimes we discuss things that might be more mature. And if you're listening to this now... This is one of those episodes. Yeah. So um, listen to it on your own. Put your headphones in. Make sure your kids are buckled up if they are in the car. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. That has nothing to do with listening. Just be safe out Don't there. Don't strap them to the hood of the car if yeah. you've been doing that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you've been warned. Fair warning. We just want everyone to know that uh, in this episode, we might say some, some big people words. Just letting you know. Big people words. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I am Matt Morris. Yes, and I am Gabe Whitehurst, and I'm here. And we are Rewind Rewind Cinema. Cinema. (laughs) That was new. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Maybe I can add some effects to it and make it all big and crazy. Add some um, echo on there. Yeah, I'll make it feel like we're in a giant room. Yes. (laughs) All right, so... Today, we're talking about an interesting movie. I don't want to introduce it yet, but just to get the little ears tingling, you know? Mm-hmm. It's about a woman in the army, and, uh, you know, it's cool. It's, it's cute. Let's talk about it soon. Before we get to that, I'm going to introduce a new segment to the oh. show. So, right. I don't know if you've noticed, I say like a lot. I say kinda a lot. You okay. Know, okay. Just kind of filler words for me. We all do. I think uh, society has an issue with that. Yeah, yeah. And I've been trying to omit them. I've been actively thinking about them and trying to get them out of my vocabulary as sure. much as possible. Sure, that's good. Sometimes they slip. And so to broaden my scope and just to make myself sound a little bit smarter, I want to introduce new words into my vocabulary. So <laughs> okay. here's what I'm going to propose. Uh a very creative title for this. It'll be called Word of the Day. Word of the Day. I what like I'm going it. to do at the beginning of a podcast is uh, go to dictionary.com, see the word of the day, and let's use it three or four times. During the show? Yeah, see if we can get it in our noggins. I'll have a new word okay. to use. We can try this. I like it. I like this game. I like, so, I like um, expanding my knowledge. Okay, well then this will help you, I think. Okay. You know, some of our teachers in college always suggested uh, learning a new word a day. So. I used to subscribe to the Word of the Day email, yeah. and then I, I don't know why I stopped. I should resubscribe. You should get back on that, man. It's free. It's you, good for you. Yeah. So the word of the day is coterminous. 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 Can I uh, get that spelled? Yeah, uh, C-O-T-E-R-M-I-N-O. U.S. Okay. Coterminous. 
And coterminous means having the same border or covering the same area, being the same in extent, coextensive in range or scope. Interesting. So here's a usage. Uh, the estate of Dale of Allington has been coterminous with the parish of Allington for some hundreds of years. So they share a border, basically? Yeah, yeah they share a border or they, like, they share the same area of land in a a broader area of land. So like, okay, you know, if like towns are next to each other. You could say they're coterminous, I guess. Okay. All right. That, um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I would challenge you to use that. All right. I'll see what I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best here. I'm going to try my best some, too. Some coterminous moments in this film. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find some. All right. So on to the film, unless you have anything else to add. No, I like it. I like this game. Okay. It's uh, making my noodle work. Yeah, right? Get the gears moving. Get the little noggin thinking. So we'll jump into the movie. Today, like I said, uh, woman in the army, 80s, very progressive, Goldie Hawn, Private Benjamin. Sergeant Ross, this is the most pathetic group of trainees I have ever laid my eyes on. Wow. Ladies. My companies are the best trained, the best disciplined soldiers on this base. Huh? Um, <laughs> I hate to interrupt you, but um, could I speak to you for oh, a sec? Oh, my lord, Sergeant, would you look at this? I've seen it, ma'am. <gasps> what's, what's your name, Princess? Huh? Judy. Judy. Mm-hmm. Judy Benjamin. Judy Benjamin. Um... <clears throat> I think they sent me to the wrong place. Uh Uh-huh. See, uh, I did join the army, but I joined a different army. Uh Uh, I joined the one with the condos and the private rooms. (laughs) What? No, really, my my, my recruiter, Jim Ballard, told me that... I don't care, I don't care what your lousy recruiter told you, Benjamin. Now, I'm telling you, there is no other army. Wait a minute. I don't want to have to go to your boss or anything, okay? I just... Look, to be truthful with you, I can't sleep in a room with 20 strangers. Oh, dear. And, I mean, look at this place. The army couldn't afford drapes. I mean, I'll be up at the crack of dawn here. And I have to tell you, I am frankly a little shocked. You're shocked? Yes. Why? This place is a sty. It's a stein. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at, look at these stains. God uh-huh. knows where this has been. Yeah. And have you seen the bathroom? What? Uh, do you think that the latrine? Do you think that it's unsanitary? Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. There are urinals in here. Well, that's because this is the army. Benjamin is not a sorority house. Private Benjamin, like I said, in the 80s, woman in the army, relatively new, I think, yeah. at the time. I, yeah. I don't know when women were able to enlist, but I can't imagine that it would have been much sooner than, for like frontline combat. That's a good know? question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if she was enlisting for that, but... I think she was. I think some of them were, yeah. ch- after basic training, probably went yeah. to combat, but we, I don't know if we were actively we were engaged uh, at this point like no because we would have been gearing up for the cold war and then when did nam end late six late we shouldn't ask these questions (laughs) on our podcast to show how bad we are at u.s history but um anyway whatever it's the 80s so yeah good good for her 
Good for her. So, uh, budget for this movie, ten million dollars estimated. It made about seventy million. Yikes! Good. Did very well at the box office. Good comedy, you know. Anything with sweet little Goldie Hawn. Exactly. She's a gold mine. And um, gold mine Hawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Is it? I I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So Goldie Hawn, you would know her from First Wives Club, Death Becomes Her. She was in a few other things. She I, was great. In this... To me, those were the ones that stand out. Well, in a lot of TV shows. Yeah, in the '60s, she was on Laugh In. She was yeah. super popular back then. She was on Dean Martin a lot. So adorable. Just mm-hmm. cute and hilarious. She was so funny. Yeah. Always played the dumb blonde. Mm-hmm. I think she's very smart, but uh, oh, I mean, yeah. maybe she's not. But she always very much played the character of this dumb girl, and that's why people loved her because mm-hmm. she was just so funny. She was so good, good at, at it. it. Um, Albert Brooks in it for a little bit. <laughs> Finding Nemo. You know, Drive. Tons of other stuff. He's had a very prosperous long yeah. career. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Very, very funny guy. He's only in it for about 15 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, he's good while he's in it. Yeah. Um, Eileen Brennan. Yes. She was in Clue. And then yes. she's also in the private Benjamin TV series that I didn't know existed. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, I just know her from uh, Clue as Mrs. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. And she's in a lot of stuff too. She's, yeah. a, another, she's around. Another actor whose face you just see all the time. Mm-hmm. She's got a great face yeah very very distinct yeah yeah very kind of mean looking i'm sure yeah, you didn't know yeah. you'd see it's like wow yeah. she has a stank face kind of like you know? mrs mrs hannigan ish <laughs> from annie but she wasn't in annie she's got she's some like rbf that. going <laughs> <laughs> she's good she's yeah. good anyone else you wanted to mention yeah harry dean stanton okay. uh, you know what he's only in this movie again also for about 15 minutes yeah but um if you don't know who that is he's uh, just he's great oh great he actor. um great character actor he was coach right no, or, no uh, that's, um, that's Craig T. Nelson, who's yes, also Craig in this movie and yes. kind of pointless, but yeah, yeah, he's randomly in this film. I love Coach, man. Yeah, uh, sure. and then Armand Asante, who mm. is just a name. This is funny trivia. He plays uh, a love interest later in this movie. But do you remember in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? This is as a kid uh, how yeah. I know the name Armand Asante. I remember the movie. There's a scene where he's becoming Santa Claus, <laughs> and he gets all he gets the naughty list. And the uh-huh. nice list shipped to his house, and he and he's like goes downstairs, and there's all these boxes, and he opens up opens up a box and starts reading the A's, and he's like, Andy, blah 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 blah, Armand Asante, and, like, <laughs> and he goes up and asks. It's just funny. It's like a weird Tim Allen humor. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's in this movie, so there you go. All right, there you go. A little bit of trivia. Uh, Goldie Hawn signed on to Private Benjamin in June of 1979 and went through boot camp training for six weeks. I don't know cool. how intensive it was. I don't know if it's the same stuff the real soldiers get. Maybe it was. Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. Maybe they let her have it. Um, Goldie Hawn was nominated for Best Actress for this role. Okay. But, you know, comedy That's... actress don't really win Best Actress. That's yeah. That's going back. She's good, though. So, yeah. uh, she's a good actress. I like Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Like, she, I can see that. She helped this movie. She kind of glued it together, I think. Yeah. Um, some ratings. Ebert gave it three out of five stars. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 88%, and IMDb has it at 6.1. Okay. Um, <laughs> more in alignment with IMDb there. but uh, Remember that Rotten Tomatoes right. is people who rate it fresh or rotten. Yes. Yes. So it's saying that you'll, that you'll, you'll like probably it. like this movie if you yeah. watched it. Okay. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's fun. Yeah. It, it takes a, a turn, but mm. I'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I feel the same way. I can already tell. So we'll just jump right in here. Um, there's a title card in the beginning that's essentially saying that Judy wants a wealthy husband. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's like since since she was eight years old, she knew what she wanted. Yeah, and, yeah. They actually have it on uh, IMDb under crazy credits, which is a section I don't really <laughs> crazy see. Crazy credits. <laughs> what a dumb. An odd section that? in IMDb. <laughs> uh, the opening credits. There's, so there's a title card. It's it's white text on black screen. It says. When Judy Benjamin was eight years old, she confessed her life's desire to her best friend. All I want, Judy whispered, is a big house, nice clothes, two closet, a live-in maid, and a professional man for a husband. That's a very... Uh... Today, all of Judy's dreams come true. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Today, today, all her dreams come true. Yeah. Isn't that kind of a deep thing for an eight-year-old to know about? Yeah. <laughs> that she's a gold digger? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that she wants a professional husband. I mean, maybe she saw that model in her parents, but I read that quote and I was like, right, that's, that's, that writing could have been may- maybe a little uh, better. Not to mention that if it was a good script, you wouldn't need that anyway, because you could just <laughs> yeah. infer that. Yeah. But, um, you know. But hey. It is what it is. Today, her dreams are coming true. She's yeah. marrying a rich man, and yes, her life is definitely all about decadence and, and fashion and possessions and go nice goldie furniture so uh cut to the next scene she's getting married it's a jewish wedding lots of dancing yes. breaking of the, the glass, glass thing yep. uh, i don't remember what that's called l'chaim ah there you go no that's not what it's oh. called um, <laughs> i was just celebrating it's a life oh okay yes, the, maybe somebody can educate us on what that uh, tradition is called i don't remember what it's I called. i don't know i don't know so her husband his name is yale albert brooks uh, sneaks off to work for a minute, essentially, so he can tell he's a busy guy. He, uh, you know, he has a lot of other stuff on his mind besides just getting married. <laughs> yes. Um, so someone, a family friend, makes her an ottoman, and she just says like the trim is the wrong color and the legs are the wrong kind. So yeah, you can tell wedding, she's a brat. Wedding gift, and she's like, "Oh, we talked about this. The piping is is not um, mushroom. That's mushroom, the color she wants. Yeah. I know you can find mushroom fabric, even a yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's he's like, "All right, I'll do it for you." And so between that and the title card, yeah, just establishing she's a total brat, you know. Yeah, she's, she's nice. She's, she's very nice, but you know she likes yeah. nice things. She wants it to be nice. She wants to be her way, and that's cool. That's okay. Brat means many things. Yes, brats, dolls for one. <laughs> um, I have a, did, I have you, a, did you have a bunch of those? I have an extensive collection. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm waiting for them to become um, worth something. <laughs> oh, just like uh, um, what were those little plush beanie babies? Beanie babies. Yes, we need to find some of those rare. Beanie Babies. There's oh, like man. a lobster that's Korean or something. It's called. That's cool. It's called like Korean lobster. I don't know. It's that's worth, creative. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know why it's Korean. I think that's what it's called though. Look it up. We could make one. We could. We just sew one together. Okay. Um, Moving on. So uh, I'm. I'm probably gonna throw a little bit of a <laughs> filter or a warning on this episode of some kind because there's some uh, stuff we're gonna talk about in the context of the surprisingly movie. Surprisingly, adult. Yeah. Content here. So uh, in the next scene, Albert Brooks, they're sitting in a car. and Well, uh, the, he, he takes her to a car. He takes her to he a car. He takes her to a car. Yeah, a car. So they're outside. It's dark. It has tinted windows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Albert Brooks is, says he has a headache. And she says, we'll take some Tylenol or whatever. And he's yeah. like, not that kind of headache. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that means. Or, yeah, yeah, that's his code, I guess. Yeah. And so she, uh, she fillets him in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you just came out and said it. I was going to yeah. say she services him in the back seat. <laughs> See, that's just awkward. The way that I said it is at least just... <laughs> I like that voice, though. I, that, okay, so... <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> all, credit, all credit to the ticket in Dallas. Whenever they... It's a radio station. 
So whenever a DJ there says they have some sensitive content <laughs> because they don't want it to save save it as a drop and use it against them later, he'll change his guy will change his voice. So <laughs> she services him in the back seat of the car. <laughs> That yeah, makes me want to cut uh, that more and it, use it. it. It's very, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's very awkward. He pulls her away from the wedding. He's like, I need yeah. to talk to you. And and she's like, what? As if she doesn't know. Come on. Yeah. like This has obviously happened before. Yeah. I have a headache and she's supposed to know. She's so reluctant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it was so... So first I was really thrown off by that. I was like, whoa, this is a surprisingly like... Okay, this is a, is it rated R, I guess, probably? From, it's R. Yeah. yeah. But it was so funny. This <laughs> This guy walks by the car... <laughs> Uh, outside of the window and he goes hey and he just I mean the window's up and it's tinted but he sees mm-hmm. that someone's in the back seat he goes hey there and just keeps walking and Albert <laughs> Brooks is like oh ah, ah. yeah it's just, I don't know it was, it was just funny uh, yeah a little funny scene you know I don't really know what they wanted to prove or what they said wanted to say with that scene, yeah, I don't know but whatever yeah so um, her parents give them a wedding gift it's obviously a big check it's like a, it's a check in an envelope yeah. we don't know how much it's for but she goes oh my gosh yeah. thank this you is so for much the future yeah it's not for lord and taylor is what he says mm-hmm. it's for the future some sage advice so <laughs> uh her mom and uh yale leave they just like take the check and i guess i don't know I'm gonna go talk about it yeah, i don't really know go back to the wedding i guess yeah and so her dad stays and lights up a cigarette indoors and starts watching some sports and just totally ignores her yeah it's really weird he's <laughs> like really engaged and then as soon as they leave he just turns off and yeah because she wants to thank him and yeah. talk to him for a second but he's like uh let me finish these uh sports and oh, the cigarette that's or odd. um so cuts to later that night um she's getting ready for bed uh yale is on the business call with someone he gets off the phone, he goes to the bathroom, and basically, uh, you know, just like gets behind her, and they get very sexual and heated. <laughs> yeah. He he gets sexual and heated. She's not into it at all. She's like, can we just like, go to the bed? I don't yeah, want to do yeah, it I here. Don't, the... I don't want to do it in the, on, in the sink on our wedding night. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, he, he obviously <laughs> thinks that's really sexy to like not do it uh, yeah. in the bed. And... Well, it backfired yeah. because mm-hmm. they start having sex, and uh, he uh, finishes, and uh, <laughs> his head slumps down to the floor, and he goes quiet, and she's like, okay, let's go to bed. He doesn't move. He's like, oh, we might need to do that again because yeah. it was very short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's dead. He dies. He died. Too much for Albert Brooks's heart there. Yeah. He has a heart attack and dies on top of her. And yeah. then it cuts to his funeral. And yeah. this is five, This is like, what, 10, 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in? Oh, man. Yeah, probably 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it gets right to it, which is good. You don't want them to spend too long, you know, yeah. focusing on a character that's going to die. So yeah. that early. Uh, so in the next scene, uh, people are just like consoling her while she's in bed. <laughs> so funny. It's so great. <laughs> and then Yale's mom asks what his last words were. And I don't want to say it, but I'm sure you can infer what his last words were based on what oh, they were doing. She's like carried in the room by these two younger guys holding on to her. She's yeah. just so sad. And, yeah. But we, I think we, I mean, his last words were. We're going to throw a filter on if, this. If, so. if, if Matt called me and said, are you headed over here? And I said, I'm. <laughs> I'm on my I'm on my way, but I used a different word. C O M I N G. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So those are his last words, and uh, the scene is so funny because she's she's crying on the bed, and then his mom comes in and she's crying, and she's like, "Yeah, can you just tell me what his last words yeah. were?" And, and Goldie just says it so plainly, deadpan, because yeah. she, she's emotional. You know, she can't. It's just so great. She looks yeah. at her and she's like, "I'm." And she says it. Yeah, and it's awkward and hilarious. So I thought, it's funny. That was like a very um, 
I don't know, like Judd Apatow piece of writing to yeah. me, that style. It was really funny. Yeah, it was it was great. I love that scene. Uh, and I don't know why you saying that voice would make you think I don't want to cut that so badly and use it, because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so she overhears her parents not wanting her to move in with them, and then her dad basically says, look, she's prepared for nothing. Like, Yeah, she has she's, no, no marketable skills whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Really, really quick before you jump. Mm-hmm. The last part of that scene as she's grieving, I thought it was another really funny comedic moment. She gets up out of this bed. She's like, I want to be left alone. And she goes over to all the gifts they got. Oh, yeah. and she, <laughs> she sits next to a food processor and starts to pet it. And she starts to cry. <laughs> and she looks up to heaven and goes, look what we got. <laughs> it's just so great. Yeah, she, uh, she is great in this movie. It was funny. It she was is funny. funny. She yeah. sells everything so well. Yeah. So I, I, just, I, I had to mention really it. This movie. Yeah. I had to mention it. Yeah, I, I'm... I thought I didn't write that down because I thought that was so funny. Maybe because I was laughing. That actually yeah. made me laugh out loud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so her parents say she's a deadbeat. She escapes to a hotel for eight days is you know what she says on the phone. She's like, I've been in a hotel room for eight days. She's eating pizza, whatever she wants. She's in some lingerie. like She's just mm-hmm. chilling out in this hospital. There, I, I said like twice. Oh, catching well, myself. I'm gonna just add that to the tally. Here. I know. Dude. Wait, I forgot the word we're supposed to. Coterminous. Coterminous. <laughs> uh, I need to write it down. Uh, I haven't found a place to use it yet. But uh, so she she goes to this hotel room that is uh, possibly coterminous to where she was staying before. Mm. Ah, there we go. So she is talking to somebody uh, on a radio show a host of a radio show and she's just like spilling her guts. It's also another funny moment because you think she's talking to her friend. A family member, yeah. yeah. I laughed too. I was like, oh, she's on the radio. It's yeah. so hilarious. She's like this long monologue about how life is just over and, mm-hmm. and, and she's the, on her. And the guy says, we have somebody on the other line so yeah. we're going to put you on hold for a second. And uh, somebody else calls in and says that uh, they can help her out. You know, they have a job for her and it's kind of a gruff voice so I think... Yeah, you know, if you know, you see the cover of the film, you know where this is going. It's an I, army recruiter. Well, I realized that after he started talking, but I thought they were going to make it a joke of some pervert who was like, <laughs> "I can help you out, you know, tell me where you are and let and meet up with me." And yeah, I, but no, it wasn't. It was just an army re- recruiter as mm-hmm. we're getting there. But um, yeah, it was funny. Uh, so she's worried about leaving her family, so she goes to meet with them the next day, um, pretty quickly. So she's worried about leaving her family and uh, life, but he convinces her. She, he just says, you know, he shows her pictures of these boats, these yachts, tells her how much she's going to get paid, you know, says For, they have to join the army. To join the army. Yes. You know, says they have like generous vacation packages and all this lavish stuff that really isn't true. Yeah. He shows her like one posting that's like in Europe or something with. It's weird, but um, that that draws her in, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting though. He's like, yeah, the the army is just a job like any other job, which I I didn't. I mean, I knew that, but I don't really think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, She's like, what if I don't like it? And he's like, quit. Yeah, which is um, okay. <laughs> don't you get like blacklisted and stuff? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe you have to get an honorable discharge. Yeah, maybe you're a deserter, but yeah, uh, you know. But but the what's the way she ends up working for the army though? I think you could maybe quit. I don't know. She's Who not like in combat, but yeah. Yeah. Let us write in. Let us know about the army in the 80s. Yeah, please. <laughs> so she's sworn in. Um, she goes with the flow, goes to the army. Uh, a sergeant is checking people in, just calling out names, roll call, and they go and they run off with their stuff to their bunk or whatever. So he he calls for Judy. What was her last name in the movie? 
Oh, Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin. <laughs> Jude yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> Private Benjamin. Yeah, he says, Private Benjamin, and she fell asleep on the bus. Yes. She's, so, not, she's not in line. Yeah, so he goes in. This is a lieutenant. So he goes in and gets her, or a sergeant. So he goes in and gets her, uh, gets her off of the bus, and he makes her do push-ups, you know. <laughs> yes. Pay for, you know, your insolence or whatever. And she says, is this hell week? She can't even do one push-up. <laughs> yeah, is this hell week? <laughs> he says, what? She's no so Private confused. Benjamin. This is the army. Yeah. <laughs> She, this is not what she was uh, was sold. She thought yachts and yeah, vacation. And, a private apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what she's getting at all. So Captain Doreen Lewis checks bunks. She's making sure that all the beds are tucked properly. Everyone's dressed properly. Everyone has their stuff put away. Uh, private. This is where we get introduced to a few of the girls that are kind mm-hmm. of the ensemble. Um, private Wanda Winter is the model soldier. She's ready. She knows all of the you know, signals. She knows when to be ready, when to be in place. Private Gianelli is the kind of the firecracker. Her bra's out. She's like this hot pink bra. Oh, her, yeah, her yeah. Button, her shirt's unbuttoned. She's chewing gum. Her bra's not regulation. Yeah, that's what Dorian say. Lewis says, yeah. yeah. You know, you gotta have those old frumpy bras. You I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, uh, I, I was curious because, speaking of that, Goldie Hawn always has, she, you know, she has these massive doe eyes, these yeah. beautiful eyes. And more than more so than other people, um, you always see her her eyeliner, yeah, um, and her mascara just because her eyes are so huge and and very. Well, she's also wearing makeup, which I don't think other people were doing. Yeah, well, so I was conf- I was wondering though, but I googled it. You can wear eyeliner in the army in nineteen eighty. Um, yeah, really? Okay. I think so. I mean, right. um, but you can you can wear makeup as long as it's. Compliant to whatever regulations they have, but I was wondering if women could, and they definitely can. So cool. interesting. All right, confidence. Good, good, good research, uh, film film team <laughs> for this film. Yeah, our five person film team that gets all of our information for us. <laughs> yeah, yes. No, I, I meant the people on working on this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant rewind. Uh, we don't have film a film team. team. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, will you bring me a cappuccino? <laughs> Shut up! Don't talk yeah. back oh, to okay. me. Yes, that's right. Okay. That was a good little scene we had there. Uh, Judy goes up and asks Doreen Lewis if she can get out of the army. She says, you know, I signed up for a different army, you know, with <laughs> a the different condos army. and private rooms. <laughs> yeah. This is a misunderstanding. And uh-huh. then she kind of laughs at her and she's like, well, don't, you know, Goldie Hawn's like, don't make me talk to your boss. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, my boss. Yeah. And she's laughing. And Lewis's like lips are, you know, how like when you're about to laugh, mm-hmm. so you're, like, you're, she's doing Smirking that the Smirking a little time. bit. Yeah. yeah. So she's in on it. And then Lewis says, can I see your toothbrush? And then it cuts immediately yeah. to the next scene where Goldie Hawn is scrubbing the toilets with her toothbrush. Yeah, it's great. A mechanical toothbrush, by the way. Yeah, I didn't the know 80s. they had mechanical I didn't toothbrushes either. in the 80s. Jeez, the 80s was a better time than we thought. For real. It's not just all uh, tape decks and... Uh, Big hair. Yeah. And yeah, Hall and Oates. <laughs> Although I love Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates is great. Uh, so she finishes. She gets in bed. And immediately the sergeant is already waking everyone up. So she had worked through the entire night. And she says, you know, I work the night shift. Can you take it easy on me? He <laughs> Still says, not no. getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to get up. I work the night shift. Yeah, she doesn't get it for a while. Uh, so Colonel Clay Thornbush welcomes the soldiers. And uh, he's the head honcho of this division of the army, I guess. Yes. Um, and he's just addressing everyone, welcoming everyone to the platoon, whatever you want to call it, basic, whatever they're in. And then Judy is falling asleep in rank, essentially. <laughs> it's like, funny. She's so tired. She's yawning and, yeah. like, you know, not standing at attention. And 
Yeah, yeah she kind of falls on the person that's next to her in rank. Um, so there's a montage of soldiers going through boot camp and Judy's awful. <laughs> she can't get over the wall. She hates climbing under in the mud. She can't, I don't remember what it's called when you, with the gun. What is it called? There's uh, a word for it. I don't know. Dang. <laughs> putting it on Should've your shoulder yeah <laughs> like know. a continental soldier yes yeah. throwing it and then putting it on the ground and yeah just some gun maneuvering yeah let's say that she's bad at gun maneuvering yes uh so the they're running down a track you know doing conditioning soldier says he doesn't want or sergeant says he doesn't want to see her stop running until she pukes and so she makes her oh, yeah. that's what he do. <laughs> yeah. she just gags herself and barfs on the, on the pavement yeah that was yeah. Good, that was a good joke yeah i mean it's there's a lot of little moments like that yeah it's yeah. a funny movie at least in the beginning yeah in the beginning. yeah in the first, beginning the first half yeah <laughs> it's a totally different movie for about the last it, 20 it, minutes 30 minutes yeah. god yeah like an hour it's yeah. changes so Judy wakes up Gianelli because she stole her blanket and she's kind of the firecracker, like I said, pink bra or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Gianelli is in her little burrito blanket and she says, uh, you gave it to me. And Judy says, no, I didn't. And then Gianelli says, all right, well, then take it. And so mm-hmm. she takes the blanket off of her and then she instantly just gets pushed and punched. And yeah, she jumps out of bed and fights her and beats her up. And yeah, yeah. And then Judy just kind of like walks away. She gets her butt kicked. So Judy has had enough at this point and she tries to run away but gets stuck in a barbed wire That's, fence. That was also a really <laughs> funny gag. She just leaves the, the bunkhouse mm-hmm. where she is, um, you know, she's, she's sleeping uh, coterminous with all these other women, mm-hmm. coterminously uh, with all these other women. There you go, man. And um, yeah, so she leaves and it's so funny. They realize she's gone and they go outside and she's like, up on top of a metal fence in the barbed wire, mm-hmm. and they're these guys are just like saying help and people cut, like cutting cutting her out of it. I thought I just thought it was like a funny gag. It was, she, funny. you know, I mean that would be awful if that actually happened, but the way they did it, it was really <laughs> funny. Uh, and then there's some quotes here. Uh, Lewis says, "Benjamin, you were not fit to wear that uniform." And Judy says, "No shit." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and it cuts. So Judy is well aware that she yes. is not cut out for the army life thus far. Yeah. Uh, her squad is forced to march in the rain because of her, so they all have to put on their coats, their backpacks, all of their stuff. They were sleeping, so they got pulled out of bed. Yeah. And now they're all marching in a circle. Just, and yeah. People cold. are confronting her. You know, they hate her. Yeah, they're talking to her. Yeah. Why did you do this? We hate you. Deservedly. I would be mad sure. if I got pulled out of bed and was forced to march yeah. in a circle. So um, her parents show up. And they say that she's been gone for eight days with no word. So nobody knew where she went. She just up and left. Uh, and they told people that she was in a mental, mental home. hospital. <laughs> yeah. She's, you told people I was in a ho- mental hospital? Yeah. Well, what were we supposed to do? I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, tell them she joined the army over being in a mental hospital. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Her parents are very uh, also concerned with like appearances and they're rich. and They're ordinary people. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're just ordinary people. Yes, they are. So her father berates her for being a loser, basically. Like, she has no skills, but he says it outright to her this time to her face instead of in the hallway where yeah. she can hear him. Uh, and her parents are going to get her released. So Lewis comes in with a, her, <laughs> you know, her clipboard and her papers and is ready to sign her away. Yeah, Captain Lewis doesn't like her either. No, no, no. She's very nice to her parents. She's like, oh, she's such a hard worker and yeah, it's a shame to see her, her go. Yeah. <laughs> Just sign this form and she you can go home. It. Yeah. 
and then Judy kind of looks at it, and Lewis keeps like pushing it closer and closer yep. to her face, like sign it. Nice moment. Yeah, and then Judy just decides that she wants to stay. She's she been does. challenged. Nobody thinks she can do anything. She's ready to prove them wrong. Yeah, nice little moment. She stands up, salutes Captain Lewis, walks out of the room. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay. And then and, go. Oh, 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 I was gonna oh. say, and then, and then we cut to the. Um, obligatory montage of her doing everything right and, yeah. and getting better at everything. Yeah. Yeah. So she just instantly gets better. You know, it's crazy what a sunny disposition yeah, can do for her. Yeah, that's it. And now she's a great soldier. Yeah. So. Uh, it's at this point where groups of the uh, soldiers are sent on fake missions. So it's like capture the flag, essentially. Yeah. Um, Judy's team is sent to guard a swamp that is coterminous to the other team's <laughs> yes, campgrounds. Is. Yes. <laughs> wow. Good word, Matt. I didn't know you knew that word. Hey, you know, I'm learning something every day. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, so the women camp out overnight and tell stories around a fire. And these are very specific stories about uh, sex, sex and and <laughs> orgasms. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's like all they talk about, essentially. They're also smoking marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I love this voice, dude. This is going to have to become a regular this thing. This is not original. Please don't complain. <laughs> Sports Radio 1310, the ticket in Dallas. All credit to you. I love you. Uh, so the girls ask how many times she's been married. And she explains that she was married for six weeks for the first time and that her second husband died 10 hours after their wedding. <laughs> six hours. The or second. six hours. Six weeks and then six hours. Yeah. yeah. So everyone kind of, oh, well, yeah. geez. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing down the mood there. Yeah. And they were just like, what do you do after something like that? And she mm-hmm. goes, join the army. <laughs> and they're all laughing because uh-huh. they're stoned. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, they're lost the next day. And they stumble upon the red team's HQ. So they're on the blue team. They've been asked to guard the swamp, but they go off of their reservation and start, you know, wandering around. They take some of the members hostage and hot wire one of their Jeeps. Yep. And uh, they walk in on Winter and Captain Woodbridge, who is Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, yeah. And Winter is the girl you said who's the perfect soldier. Perfect soldier. What we didn't mention is that in the very beginning, she's the one who rats her out because she's sleeping on the bus. Oh, She's yeah, like true. a suck-up. Yeah. She doesn't like Private Benjamin, so... Um, yeah, she, uh, said, she said Craig T. Nelson can help her, essentially. Yeah, and, of course, they put her in this compromising position where Goldie Hawn and her troops open a tent and they're making love in this tent and naked and compromised, and so, mm-hmm. yeah. So they capture them. They've captured numerous soldiers already with their guns. I don't know if they have blanks in them. I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know what's I'm, in the I'm gun. I'm sure they're not. Yeah. There's an honor system where if yeah. anybody points a gun at you, you lose. Yeah, I guess because it's the army, and if it was real life, you know. Yeah, it, you'd be dead. So, uh, so there's a montage of Judy's team just capturing the entire red team by yeah. themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, it got a little silly. You got to have it, I yeah. guess. It was I, I don't fine. know. Yeah. So they return to the main camp. Uh, General Thornbush, who's the head honcho we talked about earlier, congratulates Judy and takes her and her friends back to the barracks in a helicopter mm-hmm. and talks about the special unit of soldiers that are the parachute divers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't remember exactly what he said about they're, it. They're like, like some, they're in the helicopter with her, these two guys, and they're, they're dressed differently. And yeah, mm-hmm. they're like a, they're a parachute unit in the army, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, at this point where you find out that Lewis is jealous of Judy's success, so she punishes her team and gives them extra work and puts them on night duty. Yeah, she's drunk. Yeah. They're all celebrating in the bunkhouse after they win, and mm-hmm. the captain comes in, and she's drunk because she got embarrassed, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the big head honcho guy was like, 
hey, next time don't surrender so easily, um, you know, and he's disappointed in how she performed. And so now she's her pride is wounded and she stumbles in and she's... Well, Lewis was on the blue team. So she's just jealous that Judy had all the thunder. They were on, on the, the same, same team? team? Yeah, they're both blue. Oh, well, because the, the guy was like, next time, Lewis, don't surrender so quickly. Hmm. Oh, oh I, I think oh, th- this is why. Because they, Goldie Hawn faked it by putting her, the red lingerie ah. and posing as a red team member and took the blue team hostage and then revealed that she was on the blue team, and so that's why. There okay, so she got embarrassed, yeah. So. Little details. Um, so they are obviously upset about that, so they sneak out and spy on Lewis in her bedroom. And she's packing some suitcases for some reason. She says she's been reassigned. Oh, Lewis has? Yeah. Dang, yeah, I, I think she got close puni- attention to everything. I think she got punished. So she's drunk. She comes in. She, she's like, inspection, blah, blah, and stumbles all over everything. And mm-hmm. um, she's like, I've been reassigned. So mm-hmm. how about she's like, let's never talk again. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So she, um, so the girls are watching her. Judy sneaks into Lewis's bathroom and unscrews the shower head and puts some blue dye in it, mm-hmm. some dry dye. Yeah. Screws it back up, goes out. They're all watching through the window. You can probably guess what's going to happen next. <laughs> what? What happens? Uh, she has a sandwich and then... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a strange turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lewis goes and getting ready to take a shower. She... Tell me if this is weird. She turns so the tub yes, on yes, it's weird. first. The answer is yes. She turns the tub on. She derobes. She gets in the shower and then turns the shower head on. I think it's odd. Does anyone do that? Maybe. I, I think it's odd because... They're selling the joke, I guess. I guess she, she tested the temperature of the water before she turned the shower on, but yeah. like... Isn't there like a reserve of cold water stuck in there somewhere or I something? I don't know. It looked like she, she didn't, and I was like, no one does that. I was just turning the shower on, but whatever. Hey. To each his own. And this is what she gets. She gets covered in blue dye for her insolences. She does. And she, um... She looks like a terrified Smurf. It's kind of like a horror movie. She turn the camera. The camera pans over to a mirror and it shows her look into it. And well, her she's eye. like scrambling for her soap. Yeah. She can't find her soap. Oh yeah, she, yeah. She eventually has to open her eyes and then she sees. Yeah, she sees the horror. Yeah. So it's graduation day the following day, I suppose. Uh, and Lewis is just wearing a ton of makeup to hide the blue dye. And oh, looks yeah. like MJ, like, like a geisha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's totally white and white face. Yeah, I guess sort of. <laughs> And so people are just paying attention to her. You know, like, yeah. oh, what, what happened to Lewis? Yeah. But uh, General Thornbush congratulates Judy. Uh, nope, I'm going back. I should have scrolled down. <laughs> <laughs> the girls go into a bar in they town. Get, they get dismissed yeah, they on get dismissed. leave for 48 hours or something. Yeah, something small. Yeah. They're just going to go out and celebrate. So they go out to a bar in the uh, town that is coterminous to the barracks. Mm. And... Yes. Uh, her friends hook her up with some funny Asian guy that <laughs> walks oh, yeah. out of the bar. And... Uh, I forgot his name. He's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that character actor. He is in a lot of things. He was funny. Yeah. He like shows her a watch and tells a joke. What did he say? Oh, it's so creepy. He's like, <laughs> he's like, can you tell me what time it is? Yeah. Show, showing off his nice watch, and then it takes a picture of her. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like some <laughs> futuristic watch, and he's like, oh, I just took your picture. <laughs> he's this you know doofy guy trying to flirt with her, and she's not uh-huh. interested. She's um, not interested. But what but a she, creepy thing to do to someone now. Yeah. You know, not, I mean, anytime, but I guess back then maybe it was, he was trying to show off his cool, his nope. cool Casio. Everybody was uh, a little bit more carefree then, I think. Yeah. About yeah. that kind of stuff. Because you couldn't put it on the internet, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. You could just use it 
privately, yeah. which is really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Use it privately. Use it privately. Uh, <laughs> so she notices another guy in the bar named Henri Frenchman. Armand Asante. Armand Asante. Handsome Henri. guy. Yeah. Looks like Paul McCartney. Yeah, kinda. he kind of does. Yeah. 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 Same hair, sort of. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is style. So uh, she runs into an old friend and her family, and Henri is with them. He's a friend of them. Yes. Uh, and he invites her to dance. And then, you know, they dance, they talk back and forth, nothing really important is said, and they go back, and uh, they're outside of, I guess, his hotel room, or I think it's his hotel room. Or the restaurant or something, yeah, and he said, let's go back to my room. Yeah, and Judy says that she's not ready to have sex with someone she just met, and so Henri just says a few things about himself, like, I play soccer, and I have a dog, and... Well, he, so... <laughs> she, uh, they, all, everything he says about himself in that moment relates to Yale, her husband who died. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, and I'm, I'm Jewish. And then as soon as he says, I'm Jewish, that, I guess that does it for her. And it yeah. like, sna- and she like, snaps quickly to them making love. Yeah. Um, so I think she just is like remembering Yale in that moment. And yeah. Possibly. Ma- maybe. I don't know. I took it as, she's like, oh, I don't want to have sex with somebody I don't know yet. And then she wants to have sex with him. And so he just says a few things that and just that, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, now I know you. Yeah. Now I know now you. Now I can have sex okay. with you. It was a okay. joke, I think. But, okay. Gotcha. You know, you know, to each his own. Yeah, it's the I, beauty of film. I thought it was like I'm a young, rich guy and I'm Jewish, and she was like, "Oh, I'm in," you know. Yeah. So, whatever. Maybe. It was funny. Uh, everyone is getting their assignments, so they're through basic. They're going to their separate ways now. Um, and Judy learns that she's a Thornbird, which is the parachute jumper that the Colonel told her about earlier. Yes, she's really surprised. She's excited because uh, there are no women Thornbirds. She's the first one ever in That's history. Cool. Good yeah. for you. Good for you, Judy. Uh, and then it's another montage of her doing stuff. There was a funny scene of all of the thorn birds. You could see their heads. So it was like a, oh, a yeah, profile yeah. shot of all of them. And it, was, it was like sweeping through all of them. And then all of a sudden you just see the top of a beret and yeah. it's her. So it pans down. It, to it, her. it, it, go, it, it passes it and then uh-huh. goes back to it and goes down and it's her. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Funny little gag. Uh, in a montage, like I said. So she's getting ready to do like a practice jump on these bungee cords and mm-hmm. she can't do it so they just have to like force her off of the, yeah. of the platform and she actually has fun so she's learning to like it um and then they are going to do a simulated actual jump from a plane and she's the last one a to simulated jump. actual jump from a plane uh <laughs> well, a simulated uh real life situation <laughs> where she would be jumping from a plane right the one where they jump out on and just like land on the ground a few feet below them, or they they're actually jumping out of a plane. They're jumping out of a plane. Oh, you mean like a sim- like a wartime simulation? Yes. I was like a simulated actual <laughs> jump because they are actually jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Yes. This is a simulation of wartime when yes. she might have to jump out of a plane. I get it. Sorry, those <laughs> situations are so coterminous to each other that it was hard to determine <laughs> what you were trying to say. But now I understand. See, now you know the word, right? Now so we- I, I hope I'm using it right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe someone's gonna write us an angry email. <laughs> um. Because grammar people are the angriest people that exist. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so she, she's the last one to jump out, and she can't do it. So she's alone with uh, Colonel Thorn, Thornbush, not Thornbird. Thornbush. Thornbush is a Thornbird, though. He is the Thornbird. And so she can't do it, and he says, that's okay. You can pay in other ways. He's like, you know what? You don't have to jump. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You think it's all going to be good. Mm-hmm. But then... Then he he tries to rape her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't say that in that voice. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he, he doesn't. Does. I mean, he. I guess yes. If if someone were listening, yes, he does try to rape her, but it's yeah. it's not really like it's not. 
it, it's it's in the context of the film. Right. It's not a dire situation. Right. Don't. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing, but it's yeah. not a terrible. He he thinks that she uh, has giving him was giving him vibes. Yes. So he's he's been not her fault, but he's an idiot and he's misled. It's been infatuated with yeah, her yeah, for a he while. Yeah, he's a crush on her. So. Yeah. Um, and so he tries to have sex with her, like I said, tries to rape her, and then so she just jumps out of the plane. <laughs> That's what makes her. <laughs> that jump. gives her the courage. Again, not funny, but in the context of this of this yeah, film, it was kind of funny. Movie. Like yeah. that's what gives her the bravery to jump out of the plane. Yeah. And she's like yelling and screaming, and then her parachute opens, and she's like, "Oh!" And she kind of enjoys it. I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of funny. It's all about context. So Thornbush apologizes the next day and says that he has reassigned her and he's sending her to Greenland, but she doesn't want to go because it's too cold and that's not her style. And so he throws out a few other places like Guam and, you know, yeah. rundown places. But do, only only doing that because she'll she, spread the rumor. Right. She threatens rumor, to quote unquote. besmirch his reputation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've been in the army for whatever and I'm this and I'm a good leader. And mm-hmm. so she has leverage now to abusing his power. Get but what she wants. She's going to abuse her power. Yes. So she uh, asked to be sent to Paris, which Ellie. is where Henri is. Yes. Um,. We learn that Lewis is also in Paris at this point, but Judy doesn't know. So Lewis has been reassigned to Paris. And I think that we see her in an elevator or maybe they pass each other and don't recognize each other. I don't remember exactly She's, what happens. Uh, it, uh, she just like walks over to a water fountain, Goldie Hawn, and takes a drink and walks away. And then the old captain comes out of a room right behind her and goes to the same water fountain. Yeah. They, they miss each other. But it's actually Belgium. It's not Paris. Oh, is it not? Yeah, it's just close to Paris. Oh. She's reassigned to a, an office in Belgium. Oh, okay. Like a purchasing position, which she's like... Why did I feel like I saw the Eiffel Tower? You did. Uh, it, it's weird. Like, she thinks about where she wants to go, and it cuts uh-huh. to the Eiffel Tower. But then she's walking up to an office, and she's writing. It's like a um, voiceover. Oh, She's weird. like, Henri, I've been reassigned to Belgium in a purchasing job, which is hmm. what I've trained for my whole life. That's they're close. Yeah, yeah. A, a few hours, whatever. Everything but in she Europe ends up close. in Paris eventually, but... I don't know. It's, she says specifically Belgium. Not that it matters. Who cares? Yeah, there was the funny scene with the uh, new, I guess, lieutenant. The yeah, the, the guy, the, 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 the new boss. <laughs> that was funny. I'm too. not going to try the accent, but no, I don't remember it. It was odd, but yeah, it's he, funny. He had a really high pitch. He had like a Mr. Bean thing going on. Yeah, she works for a guy who can't speak English very well. Mm-hmm. Um, this European guy, and he's he's funny. So, mm. so she goes to surprise Henri, and uh, they take a trip to his estate. In the hills of French countryside France. or something, yeah, yeah, uh, and this is where things just totally mm. different gear yeah. just falls off a cliff. This is where it stops being an interesting movie and turns into a piece <laughs> of trash. <laughs> I don't think it's all bad, but I do think that it's not a good choice. <laughs> no, and we'll talk about why later. But yeah, let's let's keep describing what happens. So they, she goes to visit him. They spend this weekend at his estate. They sleep together. Mm-hmm. She uh, is with him. They wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. His cute little doggy runs in the room, and he's so happy to see his doggy. And his doggy peepees on the floor, and <laughs> you get this weird glimpse of him. He gets really angry with the dog, and the dog doesn't obey him. Yeah, and Judy's watching him. And she's she wa- she's kind this. of observing, and like he keeps yelling in French at this dog, and the dog runs away. And he gets dressed to go play soccer. He plays soccer on Sunday mornings, as yeah. he says. And I want you to be here when I get back. And mm-hmm. so. He's he's kind of an independent dude, I guess. Um, yeah. She sees that little anger side of him, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the following scene, Judy needs clearance for some information for her job, and Lewis doesn't want to grant it to her. I guess Lewis is still her superior at this point. 
Uh, and so Lewis's boss makes her give Judy clearance. Yeah. They're still trying to keep this rivalry going, <laughs> yeah, even though the yeah. movie's totally different at this yeah, point. Yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore. Really weird. Uh, there's a montage of Judy and Henri bonding, falling in love. You know, mm-hmm. like they're just doing typical French things, having coffee and walking in the streets, you know, like as French people do. Yeah. <laughs> because now, now I guess her job affords her that. She, it's like a job, like a nine to five mm-hmm. army job. So she's, yeah. not, she's not active duty or anything. She gets some vacation time yeah. as well, probably. Um, Lewis is spying on Henri because he's registered as a communist in their system. Or so she thinks he is. But Judy ex- claims he was only a communist because of his ex-girlfriend because she yeah. was a communist. So she he was like wanted... a French painter. and Yeah, he just wanted to impress her. Yeah, that's what he tells Judy. He's like, I, I just registered to yeah, impress this girl. Mm-hmm. Which I think is true. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've registered as a communist. I'm registered as a communist right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's great. We're gonna, um, we're gonna get found. <laughs> I can already hear the, the. I can hear you guys running up the stairs right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the head honcho gives her an ultimatum, and he says it's Henri or us. Yeah, <clears throat> and she chooses Henri, and they're gonna get married. She quits the ar- army for yeah. Henri. Ooh, that's hot, dude. They <laughs> should make a whole song about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I just. It's just hard. It's so it's, weird talking it, about this. It's hard it's, to care at this point because Henri is this, yeah, it's great. Um, but what happens, it, it happens very, very fast. Mm. Like this whole Henri situation. Um, it focuses way less on her army career and more on her relationship with Henri, which I think the army career is the whole meat of the story. It's the fun part of the story. I feel like they could have written a better movie and kept her active. Yeah. Anyway, she chooses to marry this guy. It basically cuts to many scenes. And now, see, this is where I didn't like it because she had she had dived into this inner strength and like she was jumping out of planes and she was in the army and now she goes back to this. She's on the phone with wedding people and she's dressed differently and Henri is, he's just kind of a jerk. He's, he's always with her and he's always looking at other women. Mm-hmm. He sees a redhead and he likes her hair color and he's like, why don't you dye your hair that color? And she's yeah. like, I don't think it would look good. And he's like, I would like it. Yeah, typical precursor to like abusive. Yeah, super weird. Behavior. Like, yeah. um, not you know, you can just tell he's shady, and she confronts him. At, I mean, is it okay if I kind of just burn through this? Oh, go for it, man. So like they're they're just prepping for the wedding. There's a few tense scenes where you know she walks in the kitchen one morning with a necklace in her hand, and she's like, the maid. There's this really you know hot young French maid in the kitchen, and mm-hmm. this is kind of like this stereotype of a character and Henri's also been like staring at his ex he saw her on the street yeah they they see his ex on the street he's he's been having issues and he sees her yeah and he just stares at her and she goes back and she's like your mouth was gaping open who was that and Mm. he was like it was Claire oh 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 oh, Claire anyway she confronts him and the maid and she's like why was your necklace in my bed and the maid's like well I I clean your bed I I must have dropped it you know Mm -hmm. and Henri gets fake offended and he's like how could you accuse me of seducing a child do you think I would do that and but he 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 kind of doesn't answer her question, like, did yeah. you sleep with her? He kind of, you know, sidesteps it. Um, and he just keeps convincing her, like, hey, just relax. Go along with this. It's going to be okay after we get married, which is never a good thing to say <laughs> to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Please listen to me. Don't be like, it'll be cool after we're married. No, yeah. no, it won't. <laughs> um, anyway, gets to their wedding day. Mm-hmm. Her parents have flown in from America. They see her. Oh, you look so great. Whatever. They're in 
this French home that they live in. Uh, pre this, sorry, another thing. Henri makes her sign a prenup. Yeah. They go out to dinner. It's another scene showing that he is sort of shady and she doesn't want to, to her credit. Yeah, he's not trustworthy. Yeah, to her credit, she she's like, but we're we're married. She's is... expecting the worst. Yeah, and yeah. she's not. She's like, this is going to work. We're, ma- we're going to be married. Yeah. And he makes... He makes a point, but I disagree with him. He's like, do you, do you really think that I would marry you with a chance of losing basically this estate that I've had in my family for the last 500 years or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so she reluct- it's in French. She can't read it. She mm-hmm. doesn't know what it says. She reluctantly signs it, and she just feels he's sort of yeah. not as cool as he used to be. He's shady. Um, anyway, we're at the wedding at this point, and Henri's nowhere to be found. She's getting dressed. She's looking beautiful. He's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Henri? Where is he? I don't know. Playing soccer. Supposed to be. That's what he's supposed to be doing. So Henri's mom is like, oh, my son will show up. Don't worry. He's <laughs> reliable. Yeah. And so Goldie Hawn is stressed out. She's walking the property with some bridesmaid. And um, they're like, he's here. He's here. So she goes back upstairs. Where have you been? This is our wedding day. And this is after all of his soccer buddies have showed up to the wedding. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't playing soccer. Um, and he tells her, well, I was with Claire. I went to see Claire. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's a jerk move. Don't do that, Henri. Um, <laughs> Don't do most of the things you're doing. Henri. Yeah, and see, it makes, me, it makes you so mad because this character is such a jerk. Like, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't appreciate her feelings whatsoever. He's like, yeah. Claire, Claire was having an emotional breakdown and... She was her apartment was dirty, so I did the dishes for her and I, I cleaned it up for her and I had to I had to console her. She was just losing it. She was she was mad and and she's like, on on all days you go visit Claire yeah. to, of today? And so he again sidesteps the issue and he's like, It'll all be good after we get married. Do you want to walk down the aisle with me or not? Mm-hmm. So it cuts to them walking down the aisle and pick up here, Matt. I'm tired of talking. I'm going to go make a sandwich. <laughs> All right. So they're walking down the aisle, and uh, the officiator is reading, you know, whatever, whatever they wanted in French. And uh, Henri agrees. I think he says, you know, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife or whatever in French? And Henri says yes and puts the ring on her finger. And then she stops him and says something like, you know what? You know what? Changed not, my mind. Not so fast. Yeah, not so fast. Yeah. And then she confronts him about everything that's been going on in front of everyone. And then he like tries to keep her there, like pulls her arm or something. And then he she punches him in the face. Yeah, he's like, I did sleep with the maid when one day. Oh yeah, he, when you were going crazy. Yeah, he's me? such a jerk. He's like, one day when you were really angry. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. That whatever. I love you. But Although he gets punched he in the face, and then she walks out the door, and she walks down the long French lane driveway. Yeah. It, it was so dark. It just. So, it, listeners, I know that we just we wrapped up this this last half of the movie in like ten minutes. Yeah, but it it takes like an hour. Yeah, it's a long sequence. This movie, I think it's about thirty or forty minutes. This movie is yeah. way too long, mm-hmm. and it, I would have been fine with the length of it if it had been interesting in the army, but it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. this stupid love story that went nowhere. She can't catch a break. She's back to her old self. Mm-hmm. She's weak again. She's and then at the end, she changes and, and, and thinks about the army and punches the guy in the face and, you know, embraces being a strong, independent woman mm-hmm. w- once more. But it's just dumb. Like, the last half of this movie is worthless. Yeah. 
I would tend to agree with you. Anyway, as the movie's over, she yeah. leaves the wedding, and it's, and the credits roll. The mm. crazy credits roll, as IMDb <laughs> would say. Yeah, you're running a roll, so give me your give me your thoughts. So, yeah, this movie was was really great for the first half. I laughed a lot. Goldie Hawn is charming all the time. Um, she used to be just a knockout. Mm-hmm. She's she's great. She's a great actress. I think um, it's very funny. It's a comedy that I probably, as a kid, probably would have watched and knew I was watching something kind of dirty. So, or maybe if it was on in the background, I wouldn't have caught the sexual references at all. But mm-hmm. it's good. I have nothing to say about this movie in terms of its artistic quality. It's just a good '80s comedy for the first half. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I just can't recommend this movie past that. Yeah, like you should just turn it off. Yeah, watch it for the gags, watch it for the funny, and then turn it off. Um. We just don't care about this. I said, now I'm yawning in my notes. We don't care about this piece of the story. The movie is called Private Benjamin. It needs to be about her life in the army, not this subplot of her marrying some French guy who isn't faithful to her. He's sleeping with a maid. He uh, goes to visit his ex on his wedding day. Uh, It's just silly. Judy can't catch a break. So, I don't know. You're happy for her at the end, but does she go back to the army? If so, it's just dumb. This is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. This little weird... Anyway, I'm not going to complain. Two dead husbands out of five. <laughs> dead husbands. Yeah, I I don't have much to add. I felt the same way. Goldie Hawn is one of the only redeemable qualities of most of this movie, and she is very good. And I think, I don't know, if you like Goldie Hawn and you haven't seen this movie for whatever reason, even though it's one of her more popular ones, yeah. watch it. Yeah. It, the scripts, like Gabe said would have been so much better if it just contained the story of her being in the army and then finding her independence through yes. the army. Something could have happened. Yeah. Totally different. I get what they were trying to do here. She had no independence. She always needed a man. She goes to the army. She learns that she can't do it on her own, but then she decides that she can and she, be- she becomes a new person, but then she falls back into it and goes with another man and then she realizes again that she doesn't need men. You don't need that second part. No. You don't need it. and I don't know if that's the writer had that original ending in mind and kind of took everything out from there so they felt like they had to keep that in I know that happens quite a bit to bad scripts and also just the the second half of the movie just felt it shot differently to me or something Mm -hmm. it feels darker like it seems like everything is really dim yeah it turns into like a romantic drama yeah it's weird it's not funny anymore yeah the last shot of her walking through the trees on this trail the entire ending credits is just her walking down a trail mm-hmm. and it shows everyone's names and all that stuff. And it's a nice shot, but at the end of the day, I want to leave this movie feeling like it's a comedy, but it feels so dry. Yeah, it's like an ordinary end. people ending. Yeah. It's like this weird scene. And yeah. I don't know. So half a movie, half a rating, 2.5 MJ makeup jobs out of five. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. The white face geisha Michael Jackson makeup was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good gag. Did you know that she's, uh, is it Jennifer Hudson's mom? What? Oh. Goldie Hawn? She's someone's Oh, oh, mom. Goldie Hawn's. Yeah, yeah, not Jennifer Hudson. Um, I, I never knew that until yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It uh, looks similar now that I think about it. Yeah, but what, I, what's her name? Who? The, her, her daughter. Jennifer Hudson. Oh, that's her name? Yeah. Or, not Kate Hudson. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Yeah, <laughs> Kate Hudson. Hudson. Not, it was like Jennifer <laughs> Hudson. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's her daughter. Wow. She, she's also... Lovely. She was born right before this filmed, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's probably Benjamin. 
That's Private Benjamin. Yeah. A 35-year-old Goldie Hawn playing a 28-year-old. <laughs> it works. It works. She was a looker. She could pull it off. Yeah. And we learned a new word today. What's the word, Gabe? Coterminous. Coterminous. It means bordering something else. I want to make a band named Coterminous. That'd be a good like prog rock yeah. band name. Yeah, like a, like a Euro like techno rock yeah. band. Coterminous. See, we can't even say anything else about the movie. It's just it's gone. It's 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 already gone. <laughs> I actually forgot what we just talked about because that movie was the last hour was so boring. <laughs> last forty minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we are uh, wrapping up this season. We're coming close to the end here. We are. Got we a have few more episodes. Two, right? Three. Uh, two, two. Two. Sorry, yeah. Raging two. Bull and uh, Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy. Yes. Which are both supposed to be good. Raging yeah. Bull much more than Stir Crazy, but Stir Crazy is supposed to be a pretty good comedy. So. Hopefully it will actually be a legitimate comedy <laughs> and we'll enjoy it. It has two of the greats in it. So One of my favorite actors of all time, mm-hmm. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. We're lining up some guests for next season. Um, I think we're just going to blaze right into season two after this. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take a break because we're hard workers. And, uh, and because America. We want to kiss your ears with our voice. Yes, we do. We want to be aurally pleasing to you. <laughs> A-U-R-A-L-L-Y. Aurally, aurally pleasing to you. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to this episode. Again, music was provided by Natural Anthem. Mm-hmm. Find them at naturalanthem.net. Email us, mm-hmm. rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Matt, Twitter, Facebook. Rewind Cinema Pod. You can find us both places there. Give us a follow. Add us on Facebook. Uh, we've said this so many times, so it's probably old to you now, but if you listen, please make an iTunes account. It takes five minutes. Give us a review. It's going to give us a lot of visibility. It's really going to help us uh, get our voices out there and be already pleasing to more people. Send us gifts. Send us gifts. Gifts or gifts? Uh, gifts with a T. Oh, okay. I'm just changing, you know, send us those Dear Evan Hansen tickets if you want. <laughs> yeah, slip um, that in our mailbox, you know. Yeah. Hamilton, I guess we'll take those if yeah, you want. Right, yeah. yeah, whatever. I've heard it's okay. Boring. <laughs> um, All right, well, I think that is it. All right, until then, watch. Oh, wait, what, oh, what are we oh. talking about next? Oh, sorry. Uh, what, We're talking what? about Raging Bull next, right? Yeah. Well, so ne- next week we'll be reviewing... Raging Bull. You thought I was fooling around, didn't you? Tell me the truth. I'm going to fool around. That's in your mind. Yeah, so what? Got that championship belt on me. That's when I fool around. Is it done? No, it's not done. Don't overcook it. You overcook it, it's no good. It defeats its own purpose. What are you doing? I just said don't overcook it. You're overcooking it. Bring it over. You want your steak? Bring it over. Bring it over. It's like a piece of charcoal. Bring it over here. You want your steak? Yeah, right Good. now. Good. Here's your steak. Can't wait for it to be done. No, yeah. I can't wait. Good. Okay? Happy? Happy? That's all I want. That's, That's all I want. There. No more. There. You bought me a steak, man? You bought me a steak? Yeah. All right, now we can edit <laughs> okay, that. Now we can go. I want to make sure I'm adding those trailers in there because I forgot a few weeks after I said I was going to do it, we never put it in there. Yeah, it's okay. I'm excited to see some De Niro. It'll be yeah. good. Um, it's supposed to be a classic. Supposed to be a, a, a masterpiece. Often gets compared to ordinary people because they were both in contention for uh, oh, best picture. So okay. people are kind of contentious towards ordinary people because yeah. they felt Raging Bull should have won. They were coterminous in the same category. Yes. Of. So we'll decide if <laughs> Ordinary People was the right winner or Raging Bull should have won. But until next time, Gabe. Watch more 